Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was A Bit Taller. I am Amir Fergie's about to jump on and we get into our bets from last week. We're wagering into all the games for the Christmas Day uh, events, basically. And then we get into topics whether, you know, uh, Jaws comeback. We get into um, Detroit again and will they break their own record of being bad. Um... And we get into, I have a question for uh, Chris about pop and see what he thinks about it. So listen in. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Let's go, let's go. Let's do it. Um, we got uh, quite a bit to get into um, right off the bat. Let's just say that you won one game and lost two. The one you did win was the one you bet big. Uh, so you basically are still at 10,000. Uh, I lost the same game that you won, but then I won the other two. So I'm up 100. So I'm at 10,008. You're even 10,000. I figured okay. we could just bet on all the Christmas Day games. Yes, no. That's maybe. perfect. Okay. That's perfect. Let's get into those Christmas games. All right. We got uh, Bucks at Knicks the first game. Who you got? Oh, come on. You know who I'm going with on this. I'm going Julius Randle. <laughs> I'm going against my man Julius Randle, who's probably on Christmas Day going to be shooting about, oh, 38% from the field, about 25% from three, going to put up about 18 points on 28 shots. We're going bucks. Give me a hundred. A hundred bucks. Um, well, we kind of had a discussion a couple days ago when they were playing the Lakers. Uh, he only took 22 shots and he shot over 50%. So uh, we were both you wrong. <laughs> we were both wrong, but I thought, you know, the volume was going to be up there a little more. It's about 26, 27, I think I said. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. a little yeah. higher than what I thought, but uh, a couple of those shots go out and there we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one, we got Golden State at Denver. Hey, who ended up winning that game, by the way, when the Knicks, when he, when he, uh, um, 50%? Uh, I mean, in my delusional world, the Lakers haven't lost the game, so I don't know what game you're talking about. <laughs> okay, gotcha. What's game two on Christmas Day? You know, we were celebrating hanging the banner up, so, you know, you get distracted on some things. <laughs> you know what? I get nauseous when I even think about them hoisting the banner up for an in-season like five game tournament it's ridiculous so anyways on to game two of christmas day uh someone's still bitter <laughs> okay so uh golden state at denver golden state okay whether they're winning or not they're playing better the role guys are stepping up clay's shooting better kaminga was balling out last couple of last night or the night before something like that um i love seeing that you know they were down by Boston by, like, I think it was, like, 12, 13 points with, like, what, five minutes left? They took it overtime, and, you know, Steph, Steph was Steph. Who do you, who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm going to, you know, it's Denver. Denver's, uh, you know what, just for, because I think Golden State likes that type of game, I'm going to say Golden State. Okay. You know what, I, I would go with you, but I'm just going to go against you for, for the fun of it. But I will say, I think you're onto something there. Uh, Golden State has so much experience playing on Christmas Day. I mean, how many years in a row now have they been a top team where everybody yeah. wants to see them 
I mean, 10 years running in a row where yeah. Steph has played on Christmas Day, maybe. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yeah. uh, he's not going to be – not to say the Nuggets are going to be like, oh, my gosh, the bright lights of Christmas Day or anything because there's so many games yeah. and they've played as well. But, um, you know, I'll take I'll take the Nuggets. I still think uh, right now they're – uh, they're playing a lot, a lot better than the Warriors are. Even though the Warriors are, uh, you know, chipping away at it, making a little progress. Let's go yeah. Nuggets for a hundred. Yeah. Um, okay. The big game of the night: Boston at LA. Ooh. Well, I mean, we're just we don't even need to worry about who we're picking. We're going a hundred each. Um, of course, I'm going to go with with Boston, and you're going to go with LA. Uh, this well, is I'm a great run. More than a hundred. So just so you know. Ooh. Okay, well, how much are you going on this one? I'm going to go, you know what, because it's a rivalry and my uh, nephew has a bet with my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend and it's the loser. So he's nine and uh, the boyfriend is older and he's a bigger guy. So the loser has to wear the winner's jersey or the team jersey or shirt. So he's going to make him wear his size jersey, which will be hilarious. (laughs) I really want him to win. Um, awesome. What about 500? I'll go all out 500 bucks. Forget it. You know what? I'm going 500 on Boston okay. then, too. Okay. Let's go. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. And the next one, we got uh, Philly at in or at Miami. Oh, man. God, every time I look, I look at Philly, I Embiid is just so damn talented and he puts up 30, 15, and whatever. He just puts up crazy right. numbers, right? Something about Philly, I just don't, I just don't trust. I don't know why. Maybe it's a – I know Maxie's a, a hell of a player as well, but something about that team, I I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it fully. Um, I'm going to go Miami for 100 and uh, and see if see if those boys can, uh, can come to play. I'm actually – it's the first time in a long time that I kind of trust them. I trust mm-hmm. the coach. I trust Embiid at this point when he – I mean, he's been healthy. You know, he'll play his 60 games, and when he does, yeah. he's killing it. And I look, they have a good core around them. They can go 12 deep on their uh, roster. And then Max is playing really well. And I just don't know what Miami, I don't think they wake up for these kind of games. Um, and I don't think they really put it into gear until like the new year. You know, they're always kind of like that. Right now, they are the sixth seed, you know, but they're, they could easily drop to the 10 with, you know, two games. So well, uh, it depends. It depends. So is Rachel Nichols going to be at the game for Jimmy Butler? <laughs> I don't think she works for ESPN anymore, right? So she's definitely. I know, there. but she can still attend the game. She could. She could. She could. I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to go with Philly. You going with Miami? I'm both hundred, correct? Oh, okay, Jimmy and then last is one, and bigger and better things. The one that no one's really going to be paying attention for because the the highlight will be middle of or middle of the day. Dallas at Phoenix. Oh boy, you know we're only going to go 100. I I know it's my team, and it's like, oh, let's go big on that. Uh, uh-uh, can't do it. They're in a rough stretch right now. They've uh, they've played some solid teams. They've lost a couple in a row. Uh, it's it's a time for them to to respond a little bit. So we're going to go 100 and see if Luca can, you know, put up 40 and do a little Christmas magic. Uh, okay. But I don't trust it quite enough to to put any more on uh, on that game. I will go with Phoenix, and I'm going to 200. And I think Booker loves these things. He's got that like kind of yeah. thing where he kind of likes because they don't get a lot of 
big, big games throughout his career. Maybe the last year or two they had, or two couple years, but he wakes up for these games. And I think with him and Durant, the, it's going to be a high-scoring game, and it depends on who's hot. And you're going basically two against one, right? You're going, if yeah. who gets it going, they're going to keep feeding him. And if Durant gets going, they're going to feed him. And you're going two against one, where if Luka goes, Dallas goes, right? So I'll go 200 and I'll go Phoenix. Speaking of high-scoring games, at what point – I know we like scoring, right? It's it's fun to watch. At what point, though, do you as a basketball fan think it's too much? Like where is the where is the line where if the scores get to X number, you start to say, this is ridiculous uh, and we need to? I don't know. I have no idea. You tell me. I have no um, – I think the NBA is pushing for it. And whether, you know, old heads like us want it to be more defensive, uh, I think the young generation loves this shit, you know. They they feed off of it. The highlights every other play is what they go off of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I want it to get back to, you know, 87-80 in that type of New York Knicks versus the Heat basketball. Right. I just – when I'm looking at some scores, and you got some teams in the hundred and 50s and we're not talking overtime and it's not just a one-off I mean they're the Pacers are in the 140s 150s like I feel like every third night they're reaching that right yeah so yeah. I, I don't know just some of it becomes like all-star game type where yeah it's kind of cool bet the overs on an all-star game but I I'd still do like some you know some defensive principles and and some of that stuff I think that's still you know has some entertainment value and if you're a, a basketball fan I guess yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm completely agreeing with you. Like, I, I want some defense. I like a good, solid possession where you know they lock down. But there was a play, and I mean, it's once again we're bringing up the Clippers where they ran this kind of such a beautiful play where it was just like off screen drop off pass, off screen drop off pass, off screen screen roll for a lob, and it was just so beautiful. And I was like. I, I we haven't seen those kind of offensive plays in I don't know if ever because you see more of that stuff in like European you know the FIFA yeah. uh, games not necessarily in the NBA and I was like I I think maybe because defenses are getting so good and so in tune and there's so much video on players that you have to be crafty enough and maybe it changes how games are played instead of just constantly setting a screen and roll and creating other plays, you know, like um, I'd like it to be more defense. I don't think it's ever going to go that way. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of guys that put much effort on that side. Yep. And if you do your three and D you're not touching the ball. Right. <clears throat> right. Well, and yeah, no, absolutely. And also, I mean, with um, say what you want with the gambling part of it becoming so big and yeah. all the players props and fantasy and stuff like that. Um yeah, that everybody wants points. When you when you do player props, very rarely. I mean, great gamblers, you know, not not myself, bet the under sometimes on certain props that they can see. But everybody likes to bet an over prop to see how many points you can score and all that stuff. So yeah. I get it. Well, you know, well, I, look, I think it, it'll probably stay stay the same or even the, get worse. You never know. Within the stats, there's only two categories that are defensive: blocks and steals. Right. Everything else is relatively offensive uh, stats. Three-point shots, field goal percentage, two-point shots, rebounds, assists, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, 
I think, yeah, it's just going to go keep going that way. But um, there are still some defensive coaches in the league. There just aren't a lot of them. So, you know, we'll see you how know it's funny. I know, I know it's hard to, to really put this stat out there and to start doing it now. But every, you know, most high school, but every college coach that I've ever talked to, they have somebody on the bench tracking deflections. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. It, but, but that's never a stat that's ever, that's ever never a stat, yeah. at a higher level. And it's such an important part, but everybody tracks it. Why do they track it? Because it's a huge part to the success of the yeah. game. It's just, it's just funny how you mentioned there's no real defensive stats besides those two, but oh, well. There are defense stats. They're just not uh, in pop bets and like gambling bets, right? Like that's actually a stat that I think it was like when uh, KCP was on the Lakers, he was like top four or five, whatever, in the league in deflections the year they won the championship just because of stuff like that, you know, like you yeah. ruined a play so they gotta inbound it redo it again you know so i i guess you i see what you're saying but i don't think it's gonna happen. i mean you your team is the perfect example luca has possession of the ball 99 percent of the time right yep. he's not the type of player that's giving the ball up and he definitely doesn't play any defense whoa 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 let's stop let's stop attacking right Dude, now, okay i could score let's on luca i could score on luca oh ho, ho. Fiction can be fun, my but friend. At 42, I still got a quicker first step than Luke has got a first step. <laughs> See, you know what? <laughs> you must have been up at the Laker like parade or something like that and still <laughs> I told you I was I told you I was going. <laughs> Are you still drunk from the Laker parade? This is ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna move on from this nonsense. We're gonna lose all our viewership. <laughs> All the viewership is like, yeah, I can score on Luca too. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Speaking, okay. of, speaking um, of which, I was lo- I was looking at some I was looking at some stats. Okay, you talk about some defensive things. Okay, yeah, I was I was looking at um, kind of kind of connects a little bit. I was looking at some of the rookies right of, of this year and seeing some impact that they've had. You talked about Kaminga earlier, and I was like, okay, you know, that's one a few years ago when he was a rookie. I would have loved to have seen him play more. Sure, in that system and on that team, he wasn't going to get to play a lot right. as a rookie year. That's okay. So it got it got me thinking about some of the some of the stats, of course, which that's what you know the NBA is now of the rookies this season. So I went back into the archives a little bit, and I have a, a few questions for you. Sure. From a rookie season, mm-hmm. who has the highest points per game scored? <clears throat> Iverson. Ever. Will Chamberlain. Okay. 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 Right. So we looked at his numbers. I'm going to throw that out just because it was just absolutely ridiculous. You know, he played 46 minutes a game his rookie year. Wow. 37. And he played 48. 30, 37 and 27. What wow. were his numbers his rookie year? Right. So we're talking about, though, um, some other guys. And it, and it was kind of cool to see two very similar players. So, who do you think averaged more rebounds, since that's a defensive stat, their rookie year, both for the San Antonio Spurs? We got David Robinson or Tim Duncan. So, that's a tough one because Duncan's rookie year, or yeah, Duncan's rookie year, Robinson was the center and Duncan was the power forward, right? And so, you'd assume Robinson would get more rebounds. So, I would say Robinson in his rookie year. Robinson averaged 12. Point zero and Duncan eleven point nine. 
Yeah, they're wow. like identical. <laughs> it's crazy to see in the system of the yeah. big guy there. Yeah. Just you know, systems can you know can put yeah. people in the right spot to to do some things, right? Um, it was it was kind of funny looking at all the different players and what they did their rookie seasons. So from a um, three incredible Hall of Fame type guys, who do you think averaged the most? Oscar, Kareem, or MJ? Rookie year. Rookie year only. Austin, uh, oh, Oscar. Oscar, Kareem, or Jordan? I'm going to say Oscar. Oscar was number one with yeah. 30.5. 30, 30. And yeah. Kareem, uh, 28, a little over 28 and a half. And then MJ, a little under 28 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I now, think... which, now, now, which one of the three did not play all 82 games that year? Well, that's the most impressive part. As a rookie, and it just goes to show back in the day, you played every night. Screw this load management. You played every night. And and how many years did they play, right? They still played a right. ton of years. They healthy. Which one did not out of the – so one player did not out of the two. I would yep. say Jordan. Nope. Oscar only played 71. I mean, nowadays that would be like, holy shit. Yeah, that's average what the superstars play is less than 71, right? So, yeah. Wow. I thought that was, thought that was pretty crazy that Kareem and MJ both played all 82, and so did uh, Duncan and, uh, and Robinson. That's interesting. I actually had yeah. a question for you. I wanted to bring this up last part, but we didn't have time. Um, so, Pop, they're not good. Developing young guys. Yes. You know how, like, a lot of critics say that Jackson, Phil Jackson only won championships because he had MJ and Scotty and then whatever, and then Kobe and Shaq, right? And then Kobe and, you know, he had all these great teams. Why is that narrative not with with Pop? Because he's literally had the worst teams since all those guys retired. So I think if I think it it might have something to do with Pop didn't leave to go do it again somewhere else, right? So the fact that he's stuck around and does not have the talent. He's just staying there. I, I think people look at that as like, hey, that's pretty cool. He didn't run to go just um, take on another squad and win a couple more championships. Because you think about, it, okay, could Pop have left? Let's say this year when it opened up. Right. I don't. I don't know. But let's say this year when it opened up, if he would have went to the Phoenix Suns and had Booker, Durant, Beal, and whoever, right, and that team. Now, what happens if they win another? two championships the next three years, right? right? I think it, he may get that same type narrative had he done that. But the fact that he didn't go somewhere else where they already had established a couple, you know, Hall of Fame type guys and do it, I think that's why you're not getting it personally. Yeah, but the difference – and I'm not a Bulls fan by any means just because of I – but the ownership made that decision for the Bulls. He technically didn't, right? He They said, we're not really – Jordan, okay, we're not really – Jordan decided – well, Jordan, when he retired, Phil still stayed, right? So for those two years, he still stuck around. Yep. And then yep. when Jordan retired in 98, he retired. They wouldn't re-sign Scotty or they traded Scotty. Rodman left, and they wouldn't – I think it was a story that they wouldn't pay him the salary that he wanted. He was always underpaid for a head coach, obviously, yep. for – you know, for winning championships. So he just looked at it as like, fuck it, I'm out. 
And then when he joined the Lakers, Lakers at that point were good, but they kept getting beaten by Utah, right? Like every fucking year. And then the first year he comes in, he changed the same roster, almost the exact same roster, takes him to the finals and wins three in a row. So I don't necessarily give credit for Pop for sticking around as much as I think I would give credit for Phil for coming in first year with the same roster and going straight three in a row and four out of yeah. five. I mean, wow. hey, it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing. People love to hate on, you know, people that have a tremendous amount of success, and right. people always want to try to find. They a never, say, they never oh, jab it wasn't pop, you, but they never jab a pop. But, but because he's had bad seasons, so what's what's to jab at? It's like it's like so many other coaches out there that have that have won a few championships, and then all of a sudden it's like, eh, whatever. They didn't win the other eight years. You're not going to win, you know, every single year. I mean, Phil Jackson did. Um, is is one of uh, only a few, right? I mean, to do something like that. So, I I, I don't think he's. I don't think Pop is going to get that criticism because because he he's kind of just turned into hey, just like a lot of coaches, you're you're going through a rebuild process, right? Right. After okay, so you like- after you won some championships, you're going through a rebuild. Phil did not do that after his championships. He didn't have to go through a rebuild to kind of put his lumps anymore. He. Uh, you know, he basically went to another roster that's ready to win, and sure, he pushed him over the over the top. So since they won the championship in thirteen fourteen, okay, yeah, they went. They were six seed. They lost in the first round. The next year, they lost in the semifinals. Next year, they lost in the conference finals, and then they were seventh seed out in the first round. Seventh seed out in the first round, and then nineteen twenty did not qualify. 2021 did not qualify. 21-22 did not qualify. Last year did not qualify. And this year they're 4 and 22. So he's had one, two, three, four, basically five losing seasons. What can we also uh, you know, I, I think what we're missing here, let's be honest, is and I can't believe I didn't think about this earlier. It's because it's San Antonio. Nobody nobody cares about about San Antonio NBA basketball. Like when they were in the finals. It was like, oh, great! Like San Antonio, the ratings were always down because that's you know it's not a, it's not a big market. So I think that kind of plays a factor too. Is it just gets lost in the shuffle? It's San Antonio basketball. But Detroit Pistons fired their coaches fucking left and right, <laughs> right? I, I get it. I get it. Fucking like Atlanta fired their coach halfway through the season uh, last year, and they made the f- playoffs like three years in a row. Like that's just yeah, Pop, Pop's got too much. He he has too much there. They're not going to fire him. They're, they're not going to fire yeah. him. He'll, he'll go when he, he's ready. Um, you know what? If they get a number one or two pick this year, we'll see if they can rebuild. Um, if he doesn't see something happen within the next two years, you know, you probably see him retiring uh, yeah. right off in the sunset a little bit. Speaking just, of our yeah. speaking of our favorite team to talk about, Detroit basketball. <laughs> so hey. Did you see tonight they lost their 25th straight game? Yep. You know, the, you know what the record is, right? I think we talked about this. 28? 26. Next one. 28, though, was oh, the time. And that was a carryover, the 76ers. It was the end of one season. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, yes, yeah. 26 in one, in one year. So they're on pace right now. Do you fire the coach? No. Nope. I, I don't think I don't think you do. Um, 
I, I think you you let it right out. Why? I mean, do you, do you think the the last couple top picks that they had are bad? Do you think the picks were bad? No, but I, I don't think also I, just because you get the you just because you had a top whatever pick and you you know guess and uh, uh, right doesn't mean that you don't have to build the rest of the roster, right? Yeah, but you got to you got to also understand though the GM. Yes, that's the role to go out and get some players. Sometimes it's going to take a few years to develop these young players and then you can build around them. So maybe it wasn't a destination where any free agents wanted to go. Maybe he did everything within his power to offer to certain people. And because they said, no, sorry, you guys are too young, have nothing going on as a veteran. I'm not, I'm not going there. Right. I mean, I think they did all right in the, in the draft couple of years, they got, they got Ivy, they got Cunningham, they got Thompson. I think in a few years, some of those guys are definitely going to progress into very solid players. So I don't think you fire him. Um, you know, one of the things that I really dislike is how coaches get fired so quickly. I mean, how are you going to build any type of culture in there, man? If you just fire him, I mean, what's going to happen? The next guy's going to come in and 30 games in the next season, very similar. You're going to fire him too. No, I agree. I, I just, I, I think I'm just, I'm not a huge Monty fan. I don't think he's a very good head coach. So it's I, I'm just, not either. But at the same time, you you gotta you gotta let them let them kind of play through some mistakes. And if they keep losing, keep losing. Hey, maybe this is what they need to toughen up and realize that the NBA isn't all just roses, you know. I, yeah, I but the other thing that I listen to, I listen to quite a bit of a basketball podcast, and they always say when you come into the league, you don't want to have that loser man mentality, like ingrained in you season after season because then it's hard for your rest of your career to develop the good habits right it's it's yeah that's why i'm like all these guys like they're probably not going to stick around to detroit because they're constantly fucking losing so that when their rookie contracts come up and cunningham's you know he's what uh, he's his second year right so he only has two more years when that shit comes up do I, so they have one more year after this to get shit right, or he'd be like, yo, I'm fucking out. Like, you just lost your number one draft pick from four years ago because you did nothing to develop around me or develop my game better, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the players have to, have to commit themselves in the offseason as well to, to get better, right? I mean, you've seen some other teams, right? The 76ers went through trust the process, yeah. all that stuff, right? I mean, you're looking at the the Thunder right now. They're continuing to to draft well and develop some players. And, you know, Shea is playing incredible. Yeah, is a, but they made a good enough trade, what, two years ago with Shea, or last year, whatever, it was two years ago. And they were playoff, like, in contention of at least a playoff. Like, they weren't the shittiest team in the league ever. Yep. Like, OKC's never been that. They're always, like pretty bad when they're trying to tank, but like not horrible because they have so many draft picks that they don't necessarily need to be shitty at all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th I think the Pistons are in a, a very bad spot in the near future. Um, I I'll just say, give, give them a couple of years. Those three guys, if, if some of them stick around, right. Some of the youngsters, if they stick around together for another two years, I would say by that, by that third year from now, they they're going to be, they're going to start to, you know, get the wheels rolling a little bit. They do have a lot of talent for the last three picks. And yeah. once they figure out their strengths, I think they're, they're going to be all right in a few yeah. years.
I got a quick topic I want to bring up because he made his appearance after 25 game suspension. Whoa, let's talk about it. And he made an impact when it fucking counted. Fourth quarter, last couple of minutes, he's like, no one can guard me. I'm going to the basket every single time. And they just couldn't stop him. I mean, that was the, that, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm not a huge jaw fan, but like, boy balled out on his first game back. Give props where it's due. Give props where it's due. Somebody did not take those 25 games and say, screw it, I'm not doing anything. Somebody was still working on his game and showed out. He he balled yeah. out, played fantastic. And those are the type of things that absolutely, how could you not, if you're if you're a teammate and you see him come back and he's balling like that, immediately gives you some confidence, gives you a little swagger going out there. I bet you see over the next 10 games, I, I don't even know their schedule, who they're playing. I'd be willing to say they're probably going to win seven of the next 10 games just because everybody else is going to boost up their play a little bit, having their their leader their leader back. It, it does so much for the, for the morale of the team in the locker room, before the game, road trips, et cetera. Seven in the next ten. I I'll I'll be willing to say they're 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 probably Here we go. Gonna... We'll, we'll count them. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so January eighteenth is the last one against Minnesota. So we got okay. at Atlanta. Okay, tough one, maybe. Um at Pelicans again. Winner. Okay, at Denver, tough one. At Clippers, tough one. Versus Sacramento, a tough one. Versus San Antonio, I think that's a win. Versus okay. Toronto, that's a you know toss up. At yep. Lakers, that's a loss. At Phoenix, that's a uh, that's a toss up. You can say based off how the injuries of Phoenix. At Dallas, I say loss. You'll say win. <laughs> um, and then we got at, uh, versus Clippers, versus New York, versus Golden State at Minnesota. So they don't have an easy schedule ahead of them. Okay, so let me uh, let me take back <laughs> my statement immediately. Um, they're going one and nine with Jaw back. I could say that I could see them maybe pulling out. Hey, maybe still a four and six with that. Yeah, with that yeah. schedule right there. If they go four and six, yeah. that's pretty solid. So maybe not a seven and three. Maybe I overstep right. just a bit. Yeah. However, I I do think that brings their their team back a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens. If they and they're dealing with pretty. Them. Oh, pretty big injuries with Adams out and then Clark out too, right? So that pretty they have some important key players not in at all. But um, anyways, I just thought it was interesting. He balled out. I, I'm not once again. I'm not a fan of his, but he just I like I watched that play. I'm like, he got into like way too fucking easily and like just just how how do you not? So so here's the thing. Question: How do you not blitz him early and just say? Just double. You know he's yeah. not going to give it up. Like immediately when he's in the backcourt and has the ball, you run a second player and yeah. you run everybody up, yeah. make him pass it somewhere else. I don't yeah. at that point, if I'm the other coach, I don't care if another dude makes a makes an open three to beat yeah. me. You just you have to you have to blitz yeah. him with someone else. Yeah. I, that no, was a that was an absolute mistake. You can't make one one crossover. Granted, it's a good crossover and get to the middle of the freaking paint. 
Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. one place on the floor you want to prevent a guy getting to is right. the absolute middle of the key and then allowing his athleticism to take over. It yeah. just it's yeah. head scratching to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. But, I got a game for you. You got a game for me? When you, uh, yeah. Well, I just had a little – I just had a little um, – Kind of a trivia thing for you. Sure. We I know we were talking about last uh I think it was last week about do we think uh Steph would go to the Knicks or you think he's gonna stick around stuff like that. So I looked up and you should be able to name all these. I said the top ten most games played with the Lakers. Can you name those ten players? Magic. Worthy. Uh, two. Yep, magic is five. Worthy. Worthy is four. Cooper. Coop is six. Kobe. Kobe's two. So what do I have right now? Uh, you got number two. You got number four, five, and six. Two, four, five, and six. Uh, let's go with Cooper. So we got Cooper, Magic, Kareem. Kareem, number one. Uh, let's go with... Who else am I missing from that era? Cooper. Oh, AC Green. AC Green is number 10. Barely yeah. made the cut. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick wasn't there long enough. Uh, let's go with West. Sorry, West. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yes, number three. Thank you. Um, Baylor? Nope. No, okay. Oh, excuse me. Yes, he is. Number eight. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So how many do I got? I think I got all of them. You only got two more. You got number seven and number nine left. Seven and nine. Tell me what eras. Um, one fairly recent. The other one was back with uh, Showtime. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Um, Come on, man. Fill in the lane. Throwing it down. Oh, Byron Scott? Yeah, Scott was he. I that surprised me because he came in. He came in ninety four, ninety five, or eighty four, eighty five. Okay, uh, so who's that? Come on, man. Hey, you got like point three seconds. You got like point three seconds to give this. Is it LeBron? Derek Fisher, baby. Oh, point point four, homie. Point four. (laughs) (laughs) I was close. I was close. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, because he came back. He came back. That's right. Before you get into your game, I got one question, and we can carry this over to sure. next to next week's pod. Sure. Have you heard about the talks about the high school basketball team versus the WNBA champs? Yeah. Have yeah. you heard about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. We can get into initial hot yeah. take. Can, because I actually want pod, your. I need yes. I I think well my I'm. I'm biased, but um, I think you give a better insight because you played at like. I, I'll put it this way: the best college basketball team of, like, let's say your era, because players play for a little bit more than one year, right? I bet you know Duke or whatever of like the early two thousands would beat a professional women's basketball team. I don't say the best professional women's basketball team. I'm saying a professional women's basketball team in the uh, WNBA. Best high school. So they said it's a state championship. Yeah. high school basketball team. That one was. Versus the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA champs. We can get into that next podcast. I'll make a note that we'll get into that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, my game easy. Where are they now? 
<laughs> Let's go. Okay, so I got my favorite Robin Lopez. And I'll give you choices if you want. If you want choices. All right, all right, all right. Okay. No, we no, got no, the no, Bulls. No, no, I don't need I don't need a choice. We're going with the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Okay. I made the easy one. Okay, this is a tough one. Patty Mills. Patty Mills. <laughs> you want yeah. Uh let me see first. Hold on one sec. Patty Mills. Oh man. What's I bet you have Ethan in the background just typing shit up for you. <laughs> no, he's at basketball practice right now. I'm gonna say, is he back with Brooklyn? He is not. He is with ATL Atlanta. Okay, okay, okay. Good little spot for him. All right. Uh Josh Richardson. Shit. Uh over in Turkey uh, or something right uh, now. No, I'll Mavs, Heat, or Orlando. Uh, let's go with oh, he's on Orlando right now. He's on Miami. I knew it was one of those four <laughs> Here's a here's a tricky one. I will give you a tricky one. Gordon Hayward. Is he still in the league for real? We talked about so, it last week. The Cavs, Detroit, Hornets, or out of the league? Oh, Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. He's the Hornets. He's the Hornets. He's the Hornets. He's the Hornets. That, that, I, got, I just have four for you. I have more if you want, but I figure four is plenty. Oh, next time you can. Uh, you well, can you went, you went uh, two and two, so that's not too bad. That's a better odds than lately. So. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. You know what? Before I go, I got a question for you. Do you think so? My cousin is 23 years old, okay, played high school ball. I'm playing him one on one in two weeks. He keeps delaying it. Best out of three, up to 11 each game, $10 a point. Why are you doing best out of three? You think you need a rest afterwards? Is that why? Me? No. Homie, I, can, I can fucking... He needs a fucking rest. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to play the 10? Well, because, like, gonna... one game one game can, like, be... You know, like, one game gets hot, and then, like, the next game... So, okay, you're, well, you're, you're scared to play one game. I get no, 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 scared. No. So, so I remind you, I played him when he first joined the basketball team when he was a sophomore, and he thought he was a shit. And I was early 30s, right? Or mid-30s. Okay. So I was like, all right, homie, I'll play you one-on-one. So we did the same thing. Best out of three... So, because he's like, I need to warm up, whatever. So we played best out of three, uh, up to eleven, ten dollars a point. I he owed me like two hundred twenty bucks. So <laughs> I destroyed his ass. I destroyed his ass. So Dang. we're playing again. Do you have any? Do you think I will win, or do you think he'll win? And you want to put your fictitious money bet on this? No, 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 no money on it. I think he'll win. Um, so did he, so he played high school and that's where it ended. Yeah, He played up to varsity and then he, uh, he, he, he wasn't going to go on. He wasn't going to pursue it. So. All right. All right. I, I think you'll win because I, I think you're crafty enough to, um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely think you're going to win. Why are you smoking, asshole? <laughs> no, I, I definitely think I, I would love, I don't know where it's at, but I'd love to go see it because you don't know. Just for I'm gonna record it all just to be like, hey, a 42 year old beat a 23 year old. I don't care who it is. A 42 year old beat a 23 year old. I don't care who it is. So I, I'm, I'm definitely putting it. Up. You're still in great shape, so I'm gonna say it's not gonna. You're not gonna have to worry about wearing down. And I will like, tell you, he's. Game. He's six three and like lean and long. Like he's like six three, one seventy five, one eighty. Like he's bigger than I am. So, uh, 
I'm, I mean, this is a bl- this is a blind challenge because I've never seen this guy play. So he could just come out and be I mean, like, I haven't Steph seen him since I played him when he was 14, 9, 15, and I never saw him play before then either. Okay, so, okay. You know, I'm still keep you posted. I will keep you posted. I will keep you posted. So I, I, let's go, I, vet. What's that? Let's go, vet. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I'm the old vet. That's I'm the Vince Carter who's trying to teach the young dudes how to play. So. Hey, Vince Carter's still yammies right now. Vince Carter's still yammies at like 45. He's just, he's defying all the, the laws of anything. You know what, being able to Vince jump Carter, that high. I'm LeBron James. I'm the fucking vet that just keeps trucking along. Like his body, my body is just as fit as it was at 23. Um, <laughs> has less alcohol. My favorite, my, my favorite.